So, here, let me interview you guys first. What? <laughs> <laughs> How many people have uh, come on this podcast? Dang. Oh, wow. You're... Um, I'm the, what, fifth, like, sixth, oh, 30th? You're probably like six. Six, six, six or, yeah, six like or seven. Okay. The most important for last. You would you would have been yeah. number you would have been number one, but nah. you're too busy. No, nah, dude, oh. number one is the is the least important. So I definitely didn't want to. That, come that in. was your wife. That was your wife. Oh shit! Hey, cut that out. <laughs> Funny. Anytime there's interviews, yo, great Grace was literally our first person. Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> uh, user has a game. It was her genie. Is her genie? Yeah, yeah that was genie. that was fun. We just talked a bunch of crap. Then, yeah, there. No, that was that, fun. That's, that's Al, Alan had start. to bleep out like half of the really? content because it was just. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of. Con- no, that first one we're not even gonna upload, dude. Yeah, there, there, were, there were no clips where you could you could get. Well, genie up. wasn't on a mic. That's the problem too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so it was like background noise. Yeah, Grace was sitting in that chair. Okay. And Genie was back. I think I saw a clip of it on. Instagram. Yeah, you might have. Dude. Yeah, but it's, we'll just clip that one. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. it's just a good way to get started, you know, and kind of figure out like what needs to happen after that. Yeah. Well, yeah what sure. was that thing? Did you send that to me, or did I send that to you? Where they said, if, or I think it was Hormozy. He said, if you do twenty-one podcasts, episodes, you sent that to me. Oh. Yeah. You're like top one percent if you do twenty-one podcasts. Hmm. Because people quit before that because there's no traction. You're just spending your time and your effort, and your money, and your energy doing this. What would then for define success in the podcast after you post it? Like, how do you measure that? Or do you just keep posting until things yeah, I think like pop make up? it better and better? Yeah, you just, I think you just try and make better content. Yeah, like I think it was Mr. Beast's episode where he was talking about like you just post like a ton of them because your first like what dozen or so videos and yeah. it's not going to gain any traction, right? For sure, so it's almost like a burning type of yeah. concept. You just burn through those videos and then yeah. you start getting. More attention. I think consistency is important oh, too. Oh hell yeah, dude! Because if you post a bunch for a couple of days and yeah. then you stop posting, huh. um, I think oh, the algorithm the yeah, algorithm yeah, yeah. just destroys you and you just are, are like you disappear off the face of the earth. Oh, and then people lose interest. Even yeah, people who follow you, yeah, you end up at the bottom of their stream because yeah. nobody you know nobody knows that you're putting content out. Dude, I noticed that on Instagram. It. It's like you caught like in the beginning a couple years ago. I was heavily invested into it, yeah. posting, just trying to create this like blogger type of uh, brand for myself, mm-hmm. just in the car world, the tech world and all that. And yeah. then I just started becoming a, a freaking burden, dude. It was like constantly having to come up with the captions. It's a, it's and a then, job, bro. Dude, yeah, I'm is. like, you know what? Now I'm just going to post for fun now. Screw it, dude. Yeah, but, it's okay. I mean, if you're, if you're just posting for fun and yeah. people and follow you because anything? they like your yeah. stuff, that's great. It's not a burden for you right 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 once it, once stuff turns into a job man especially if it's not a lucrative dude, job because it's not worth your time dude, to be 100%. doing instagram for yep. a job you no, know what i mean you got plenty not. of other stuff to you know going I, on for me for instagram the way it started was hey we might as well talk about instagram then shit yeah like social media in general <laughs> yeah it's a good topic yeah yeah uh reason why i got started into it is to kind of share my passion because like dude i went through my entire childhood to then my adulthood just getting into new hobbies you know mm-hmm. and then as i started getting into it each hobby has a completely different like demographic and people mm-hmm. that you meet and then in turn like you learn so much from them of like what else they do in life uh, but also just like you just get way more ingrained into that world and then uh, for me it's just like every like i get super excited i'm sure you with sports you guys both with sports or anything in, in uh, similarity but yeah but you get excited when you meet a person that knows the hell what the hell are you talking about you yeah, know yeah, yeah. so that, that's 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 the biggest part of me and i was like dude instagram is a perfect place for that you post what you like um all the positive shit right obviously and then and then from there on people start connecting with you and all that so how many how many how much like because you have a decent following yeah it's still, decent right for, yeah and it's uh how how many dumb comments do you get where people are just hating you know it's starting to so in the beginning like i was afraid of that i'm like man there's gonna be so much haters i gotta have to like make sure i'm looking at my comments and delete these because then the day i feel like there's gonna be so many more trollers out there that are yeah. be willing to hide behind a computer and just start bashing on you but you know honestly gratefully you know i, I haven't had too many mm-hmm. but my biggest problem is bots like there's freaking oh, yeah, scammers yeah. that are 
faking accounts yeah. of mine. I know. They tried to hit me up, too. Dude, oh, we all, I got hit up. I think we all got hit up, dude. dude like, all you guys. <laughs> They'd be like, hey. <laughs> but, yo, you want to invest? Oh, yeah. you want to sign up I for got my the, class? I got this new crypto thing. <laughs> yeah. Send me some money. Yeah. I, I think I have more problems with that than negative yeah. comments. But that's mm-hmm. because I don't think I'm, like, a public figure enough, like, yet to be to be in that, you know, category yet. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm not selling anything. I'm not trying to make money off of this. Yeah, and I think that's one. cars and yeah, watches. Yeah, cars, and watches, stuff. and all this shit that yeah. I love, you know? Guns. Guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I try to lay, uh, be low key on guns, just on my stories. You know. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, you don't you don't want those living forever on your post. Hell no, dude. I don't want to get canceled, bro. Dude, dude. In this day and age, especially being tied to any business in general, like yeah. it ties back right to you. You know. So I, yeah, that's sure. where I get very uh, you know scared of of being careful in what I post. Dude, can you imagine like the accounts that are like giant, giant? Like dude, how many scammers are going off that? There's so many, but that's like, yeah. You know what? It, what it is like. Just like with your friend Chris or something, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're so big that it's kind of obvious knowing that it's a scam account. You know? Mm. Yeah. You don't think so? Like, I think well, I no, mean. but it's hard. Like, I, I feel like for me, when somebody DMs me from uh, an account that looks like uh, like my buddy Chris, it's like, yeah. all right, obviously it's not him. Yeah, I, I, I that's know that's saying. not him. Yeah, yeah. But that's because he's my friend. Right. Oh, if I, I just if I just follow him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I get N- like, if I get NS like would if I get NSXXX Tommy, <laughs> then I, you know, like we're, no, but we're, we're we're friends, so it's cool. No, but, but it's more believable because I'm much smaller and I'm not like an influencer. You know? Yeah, what I mean? but if that person's like, hey, look, look, I need you to send me wiring directions so that yeah, you yeah. Can, <laughs> dude it just looks bad. So my wife, uh, she was telling me that like her friends and, and friends yeah. were literally spending weeks talking to the fake version of me on Instagram, and they thought it was me the whole time. Your wife's friends. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> like you know, she she was telling she's like this person, this person, and then when I would run to them in the restaurant, yeah, she was like, that's the guy that got trolled by the fake you, and I'm like, dude, this is so embarrassing. Uh-huh. I don't want to say any names, so that's why I want to. Yeah, that's yeah, not your yeah. fault though. Why yeah, is that? It's not. I know, but you feel a little bit of responsibility. Don't I do you still. I do. Like, and that's why I had to post all these yeah. posts and say, uh-huh. hey, scammers and doing all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, obviously, if you're not looking at the posts at the right day. Or or it just doesn't show up for you, then you have no idea, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like, I've been getting a lot of that last year when I was heavily invested into crypto and NFTs and all sure. the whole scam yeah, yeah. Uh, world was happening. Um, yeah, do so many. <laughs> and it was so <laughs> awkward because I see them in person and I, they'll talk to me like, you know, we're like the best friends because we've had a crazy conversation. Little did I know it wasn't even me behind there. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's a big investment for the scammers, though, to like carrying on real conversations but, for but for think, weeks before yeah, they ask you for money. Dude, that's at, impressive. At first, I thought it was like a, a bot or some yeah. sort of like AI, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's people behind no, it, it's people. and it only takes one or two people to kind of get tricked into it to then lose them. For make it worth sure. It for them, yeah, you know? yeah. Because those guys are doing that to hundreds and dude, hundreds of people. For sure. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Just seeing who answers. There's a mutual friend that actually. He like asked me about it because he was okay. getting messaged, but he was like, "Hey, is this Tommy?" Yeah, he was like yeah. sending all these screenshots. Yeah, I was like, "Nah, dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, sorry." <laughs> I'm He's like, like so, "Hey, hey, can you send me some feet pics?" <laughs> <laughs> I should just troll the troller, dude. Uh, uh, no, but like, it's just weird because obviously, if you never get DM'd by someone, right, and yeah. all of a sudden they reach out to you, be like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm opening up this course to make money. Like, are you interested in signing up?" Doesn't that kind of draw a little bit of a red flag no dude I think, no i think for okay, the average maybe person different. i think for the average person yeah yeah it's like whatever opportunity it is what they're 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 looking for like it's that red car theory you ever hear about that yes you know, I have. Right? Yep. so yep. you know what that is nah uh, so basically like if i asked you how many red cars you saw on your way into work today you'd be like i don't know one yeah. i you would never be able to notice but if i say hey count how many red cars you see on your way home yeah. You'll see every single one yeah. of them all the time because now it's at top of mind and you you see right. that, right? Conscious. Yeah. But a lot of these people, the reason they follow people like Tommy mm. or Chris or something like that is because they like the lifestyle. Right. And they're not there yet. Right. And they want to know how they can get there and eke yeah. every little bit of like information out of the post that they can. Yeah. Yep. And then if this randomly Tommy just like yeah. DMs you and says, Hey, I'm doing a course. Uh, I think you should join. It's all about crypto. Nice it's thing. $59.99 a month or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're going to be like, That sounds like that a great be. idea. It's yeah. only 50 bucks or a few hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, whatever yeah. that number is. Right. But because it's at top of mind, mm-hmm. you don't even look to go, Wait, is this a scam? Is this a real person or not? Oh. Right. And I think most people will figure that out. But just like average Joe, yeah. if you're looking yeah. for that and you're in a place in your life where that is important, 
yeah. you might just you know just like lose your mind and just go all in on something like that that's true I, that definitely makes sense i mean i do have people reaching out and again like i'm not trying to like tote myself or anything yeah. but they do reach out and they ask hey like how do i get to this point where i can buy this car or afford this yeah. thing or being able to do this and i was and like it's funny <laughs> because they they try to look for like a secret yeah. equation you know yeah, i saw that comment where uh, the one guy was like yeah, tommy since- tommy can you teach me how to be rich buy my class. <laughs> That's when I so, swoop in and be like, you don't make me richer by just well, signing up for my class. That's, that's the best question. Can you teach me how to get rich? Dude, some people that's are hilarious. that blunt. Or yeah. be like, hey, no, there's this one kid. I don't, I, again, I don't know if this is real or not, but there's this one kid. This happened a couple of times, by, by the way. And I take screenshots because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I send it to Grace. I send it to a couple of our close friends. But it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to uh, be signing up for this class in the next couple of years. Can you help donate to this? It's like, just bluntly, just, just ask, ask me to send money. money. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> I don't even know who the hell you are, bro. Like, I'm like, <laughs> but they're like, uh, I'll just shoot my shot and see if you're willing to, to send shoot some money. Shoot my shot. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> interesting. I'm like, yeah, first of all, who are you? You know, like wow. you can't just DM people, but I, I can understand. Like it takes a lot of like, you know, balls to be able to reach out to someone and be like, Hey, send me some money. But at the same time, it's like, Hey, you never know. You know, shit. I, I've seen some of those celebrity videos where, you know, they'll see them at like, one of their games, like so, or like uh, you know, an athlete or something, and then or a rapper or whatever, and then like a fan would just ask him to. I, I think it was who the hell was it that like asked him to like help him pay for his tuition as well, and he actually paid for it. Oh like, he wow! He followed up and be like, "Hey, dude, yeah. I'm in a tough spot, blah blah." So I, I guess that's where they got the idea from. You know who does that randomly? Is like Shaq. Maybe yeah, Shaq. Shaq. Oh, does he? Well, yeah. I don't think Shaq. I, th- I think if you ask Shaq, he won't. But I, I've oh. seen like videos where he goes into like a Walmart, and okay. then he'd be like, "Hey, what do you want?" Just get Mr. Beast, bro. Just, That's just what get he what, does. Yeah, just yeah. get you whatever you want. Yeah, like help your mom out or whatever. And he just literally they take a shopping cart full of stuff to the register and he just yeah. checks them out. You know, yeah. right? So Mr. Be- Mr. Beast too, right? Yeah, he, yeah, does, he does. He does yeah. stuff like that. But like you know that he he's willing. You know that, yeah. that's what he does. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but Beast is interesting because he does it. I mean, he just uses all his money on stuff like that. Yeah, which is but amazing. Just, you give away, but you get more. It's just like it's crazy, dude. I it's, love, it's I like love the concept. It's a that. weird philanthropy. It's a crazy business model, honestly. <laughs> I, the more I give away, the more I make. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally, that would be my dream is yeah. to be able to do something like that. You know? Yeah. Being able right. to turn content and like and monetize off of that, but at the same time help people. It's like what the fuck? And then they come up with the most creative and insane ways to do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you should yeah. you should start one of those uh, channels where you just walk up to people and be like, ask them a dumb question for a hundred bucks. Like, what's five? They plus, do that shit. What's five plus five? Dude, here's a hundred bucks. Do that. Yep. Or you see the guy. You, uh, do you know Dawes? You ever follow that? You ever see that guy on YouTube? Is that the guy that asks what you do for a living? No, 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 no. This no. guy. His no, it's Daniel is, Mack. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, Mack, Daniel right. Mack. Yeah, is the car he's guy. The car guy. No, yeah. this guy. His name is Big Dawes, and mm. he does all the stuff where he just gives away money. People, oh, really? people walking around like with an uh, iPhone, like in a box. Uh. Like, hey, you want new, the new iPhone 15? And people are like, no. Is this a skinny white guy? No, he's a big dude. Oh, okay, okay. But he'd be like, here, I've got a new I- I- iPad for you. You want it? And they're it's like, legit. yeah. And they're just like, they're looking at him like, whoa, why are you trying to give me stuff? And they like, run away. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I'm like? And there'll be that one person that will yeah. take it, and then yeah. yeah. He had one where he had like a stack of like a uh, thousand ones or something. And he goes, here, you catch it, it's yours. He just throws it in the air. As I think I've seen that. And they're like, I've seen, ah. <laughs> I've seen that. Or like, would you trade what your bag with yeah. mine or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, okay, I've seen something like that. That's got to be where you're asking, though. Because if you ask That's that true. in like That's a true. developing country, they're going to take it. You know? True. Well, I mean, he's in doing it in America. Yeah, like, exactly. On college campuses yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Around That's weird, too. If you're in college, wouldn't you take that? Like you're a poor college student, but, but then imagine someone just walks up to you randomly and be like, "Yo, here's a thousand dollars cash." You'd be like, oh, "Hold the fuck up! Like, what yeah, is the catch?" You, know, you but, think there's a catch? Yeah. exactly. But he he did he'll do stuff like, "Hey, I'll give you a hundred uh, like I'll give you a hundred bucks," or he'll go, "Do you have a dollar?" And they're like, "No, I don't have a dollar." He's like, "Well, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can give me a dollar." I'll go find me a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have to go run around asking people for dollars. Yeah, you know, like, I feel like I've watched so many of those videos that now if anybody come up to me, yeah. I would do it. Oh, are you just gonna take it, <laughs> bro? The, the worst ones are the homeless people ones yes, I'm like why dude. why do you do that it's effing yeah. with them dude it's just like yeah dude. no i mean no but you know you're publicizing your your own oh, generosity with that like it's different if you're just hitting up like random college yeah, students yeah, and like yeah, hey yeah, here, yeah. here's 
you know, right. do this and I'll give you money. Like it's yep. a fun, fun thing. But yeah. like when you run into the homeless people and you're yep. like trying to make a spectacle out of them and you're like taking Dude. pictures with them, it's like that's bullcrap. That is my biggest pet peeve, and I've seen that so many times on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's like you give a homeless guy a dollar, but you gotta be like, hold up, hold up, let me film this. You know, giving it to you. I'm like, yeah. dude, what? Come on, man! Like you're literally trying to gain something different from this. Yeah, this is not genuine. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I don't. But then again, if if you so Mr. Beast just came out with a new video that he got a bunch of uh, backlash on. I was just listening to it last night, um, and it was because he went to Africa or Kenya or something. Yeah. And oh, the made, wells. Yeah, the wells. Oh, yeah, the wells. Yeah. That, that's stupid too. Yeah, but, I mean, ridiculous. But but you know what I mean? Like he yeah. went to like like a third world country. Yeah. And did all that. Yeah. But filmed it and made money off of it. So I yeah. don't know. Is but, that the same thing? I mean, because you know that they're in need, right? No, like, but it, you know? that's the same like kind of theory as the dumb people who are like. Bill Gates is a terrible person because he makes all this money he doesn't share with anybody and he donates like, you know, yeah. f- he probably has donated $100 billion yeah, throughout yeah. his lifetime. And it's For like, sure. it's like, wait a second. He's donated $100 billion. Yeah. Why does it matter how much money he has left? Right, 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 right. Right? What, ha- what, what has your ass done other than complain about exactly. this guy giving money to people yeah. because he didn't give away enough money <laughs> to people? Right. Right? You, you will not in your lifetime or any other lifetime or every generation of every reincarnation of yourself ever see that amount of money and you will never donate anything near that how can you judge them for that i always say you got to be in their shoes to understand why they did certain things that they did like a lot of people like to like you know discuss all these negativities and throw out all these bs that they think that they're in a better position to to advise people on and i'm like dude have you ever been there in their shoes yeah and being a restaurant owner same thing like from the customer's point of view yeah. to a restaurant owner right yeah. walking into our restaurant and be like you know you should have done this this and this i'm like bro like yeah. <laughs> dude we built this from day one we know what we're doing yeah, yeah. i don't know it, oh, owning restaurants is a big one because we got a ton of friends that own restaurants right yeah, yeah. eugene has worked at one so for sure. It's, it really changes perspective. It does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I heard something the other day on a podcast. I just list all my free time, literally driving or at home, taking the shit. <laughs> Bro, it's on. But it's because like, it's just going in the background. You never know what you're going to catch, you know? Yeah. But I, I heard someone that says like, yeah, and I completely agree with this. I've been preaching this is one of the prerequisites in order to graduate college should be a semester working at a restaurant, like racking up hours, like maybe like mm. assign them, like maybe like one of 60 hours, like just something bare basic. Because I feel like as a server or, or just being in the restaurant world, you'll learn everything from like start to finish. You learn how to manage money, deal with customers, deal with conflict resolutions, be a problem solver. And I think, yeah. and, and it humbles you too. Like it makes you respect that industry, you know? You know what's a, a good one is um, when you're in the restaurant industry, especially as a server, it doesn't have to be as a server, but the restaurant industry as a server especially, it makes you learn how to anticipate people's needs. Mm. Yeah. Without the plan. So like you have to take visual cues, verbal cues, um, all of that, you know, and process it and go, what does this person want right now? Yeah. Do, you know, do the and so the good servers, the really good servers are excellent at anticipating people's needs. Yeah, they they'll can read go, people. Yeah. yeah, they'll look at you and go Oh yeah, Tommy. He doesn't want to be bothered. Yep. So I'm all I'm doing is taking his order, bringing his food. I'm gonna check up once. I'm bringing his check right away because he wants to get the hell out of here, and then we're done, right? And some people just want somebody to talk to. Yeah. You know, you 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 know, you sweet talk them a little bit while 100%. you're taking their order. You ask them about their day and stuff like that. They're more than happy to talk to you about it. Yeah. But you got to be able to, if you can do that, let's get the fat tips. No, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's true. Dude, it's funny, like. um our general manager Naomi, like I, and I use her as a prime example because she's so good at that. She's so good, and you guys both know her. But she's so yeah. good at reading customers to know when to sit down and take their order next to them. You yeah, know, yeah, being yeah. a friendly person to then just being very professional and and going through it. And dude, it's just it's over time you start noticing. Like I think just throwing little cues out there, and then if they respond a certain way. That's when you then move forward, you know? Yeah. So, no, it's, it's great, dude. I, I, I think the restaurant literally is something that's so important because it teaches you everything. The patience, dude, it's, it's ridiculous. So Pati- that, Patience and dealing with people. Yeah, yeah for sure. Dude, dealing with people and, and being able to bite your tongue yeah. like oh, 90% you, of the time. <laughs> I, I, I heard something. So we went to this new restaurant called Steak 48. 
Oh, dude, I, off, I wanted to go it's there. It's off uh, Del Mar Heights Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and it's good. You know, they did an amazing build out and all that stuff. And, uh, but we're talking about, I was with some, um, a real estate broker and some other people and we're like, you know, is this too far for the price point and stuff? Is it too far away from like downtown Del Mar mm. in order to be successful? Because it's pretty expensive, you know? Is it? Okay. Like it's a higher end steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's right down the down the plaza from us. Right. Dude. Oh yeah, exactly. It's right there. Yeah. But um, they were telling us like, yeah, you know, when you're when you're in downtown Del Mar, especially, he goes, a lot of those customers, like the way they treat the servers, like you're the help. That's how they treat mm. you, right? They don't treat you with respect. Like you're the help. I see. I think that's messed up, man. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty messed up. When we open. Cross Street in Del Mar in the same plaza, right? Like in the high scale neighborhood. Yeah. That was the first thing that we were afraid of is like, will the customers up here, you know, treat our establishment like with the respect and, right. and just because it's an exchange, right? Like people come to pay for a meal and in return we give them the meal and the service. There's nothing more than that. No one's above you, no one's below you or anything like that. But obviously you get like 60% of customers out there that think that, you know, they're there and no one else is around them <laughs> and that you should attend to them to the, the highest, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so we were thinking about that neighborhood. Will it, you know, give us a lot of problems, especially we're a fried chicken joint. Like we're not like a steakhouse or a sushi restaurant or something, anything premium. Um, but in reality, dude, we don't, we haven't gotten that many people that yeah. are like that. And yeah. everybody's so kind, so nice, but yeah, it's just crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. Thank God, dude. Yeah. Like I was afraid of that. I'm like, damn, is it going to like, are my servers going to be <laughs> freaking stressing out every night or anything? But no, people are so great there. Do you think it's because of the type of food? Like exactly what you just said. Like if, it, if you had opened a, a really nice steakhouse instead yeah, there. I, I can see that. You think because their expectations are different? Yeah. And I mean, I, mm, I maybe yeah. at the end of the day, whatever you pay for, you expect something more, right? Like, you know, at the amount of money you pay for something, you expect way more. So maybe, uh, maybe that's the case. But again, it's still like the the area because in Convoy, dude, yep. it's it's amazing. I mean, Convoy, we we get like what like ten percent of people who are just crazy, and then the rest are just amazing. Yeah, so. I think it's also why you go there. I think when yeah, you go to Convoy, you're just out there to have fun, yeah, and have a good meal, yeah, yeah, stuff like true, that. Um, and when you go to a higher end restaurant, sometimes you're expecting right. certain stuff. Yeah. Mm. I don't care though. I don't care where you're at. I still feel like you should just treat everybody with respect. When you, you ask, yeah. when you guys go out to the restaurant, do you guys, what do you guys expect from the restaurant? Do you go there specifically to obviously eat the food, but like be with whoever you're with? Or do you expect like, you know, the restaurant to attend to you and talk to you? And like, what, what do you expect out of that experience? Or does it depend on where this you is, go? This is any restaurant or are you talking Just about? Just in general. Like in general. When, you, when you guys want to go out to eat, right? Instead of cooking at home. Like what kind of but, experience yeah, are you yeah, seeking no, but for? Look, you know? it's, I, I think it's very restaurant dependent. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and so, um, so if, example, if I'm going, yeah. if I'm going to fud doing my yep. right. Yep. All I want is for them to stick their thumb in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> the authentic experience yeah. and don't, I yell at you. Don't, don't upsell me. <laughs> don't upsell me anything I don't want. <laughs> And have my pho out in 35 seconds. Like, I'll be completing my order. I'll be like, pho, Thai, no surprise. Ah, here you go. I got you. You know, like, but that's that's all I expect. I don't want them to be like, so how's your day? What do you, you know, what's going on? Do you like it when people, like, servers ask you? Like, no matter where you go, it's like, you have a conversation with you. It it depends. You know, it really depends. Like, sometimes I'm in the mood and sometimes I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for the most part, I would say, especially if you're in a... um, any sort of sit-down restaurant, mm. whether it's you know even like cross street yeah. or all the way like up a full to service a full service, yeah, yeah, all the way up to a steakhouse. I don't, I don't think the place uh, for the server uh, is to interject too often, right? Okay, okay. Hmm. You know, if they're coming and how are you guys doing? How's yeah. your night going? Everything good? All yeah. right, awesome. Yeah, okay, this is what we have going on. Right. And then as the the biggest thing I think is cadence, like of the the cadence of the meal. Like mm. if they're on their timing and they're they're on top of how often they touch you, how okay. often uh, they refill your waters or your other beverages, make sure that you're you know you're never on empty, yeah, um, stuff like that. And if the timing is good and you just feel like okay, everything keeps moving, right? Everything keeps moving, and every time I'm about to need something, they're already there, yeah, ready to get messed up. <clears throat> and then I, the, my biggest pet peeve is when you can't get a check for like an hour, yeah. Like, 
Mm. But you're because you're ready to go at that point, yeah. right? Like, look, I, it's fine <laughs> if you bring my check early and you just leave it on the side and say, yeah. "Hey, look, take your time. Really, we're there's no rush whatsoever." Right. Uh, and just wave at me if you need me or whatever, you know, or they're paying attention to where that thing's at. Yeah, that's great. When they just like, I, I don't. Exactly I, they're not. They're not even trying mean. to upsell you dessert. They're just not right. coming. And I'm yeah. like, well, I can't sit here for an hour. And no, I'm like looking sure. around. I don't want to be the guy going, hey, hey. I I think that's the biggest part is the fact that like you're ready, all ready to go. Yeah. And you're still held up because you have to pay. Like I, I think that's the biggest part. Well, and and from a restaurant owner perspective though, that's a table you got to turn. You got to turn. Yeah. I think so. There's two things. Um, when we set up our first restaurant here, um, we were trying to figure out all these different models to, to, to go by. And I always look at myself as a consumer first and say, like, what do I appreciate when I go out to the restaurant? Because, dude, like, to be honest, I tell everybody this, dude, in the last nine years, we've been eating out every single damn day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> every single day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, bro. All, all your pots and pans are clean. Dude, everything. <laughs> kitchen spotless. Grace, she cooks something. I clean for three hours. So then she realizes that it's much easier just going out to eat. Yeah. And we live right near a convoy. But, like. I've been in so many different experiences, different restaurants, and just different style of running it that, like, in the beginning, there's customers that we... So, we, we train our service. It's like, hey, make sure you pre-bus, right? Because it helps speeds up that, that table flip. Yeah, so you just clean one thing at yeah, a time. Yeah, so that way you don't have to wait until the end and then just, you know. But the other part of it is, like, you know, gauge them. Like, once they're they're about, like, 30, 45 minutes in, an hour in, just bring out the check and this and that. And then we get a whole group of people who are get offended by that shit. Because they're like, oh, you're rushing me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and again, we say this exact same thing that you, that you were talking about. It's like, hey, no rush, you guys. And you flip it over, right? Yeah. Mm. No rush. Just whenever you guys are ready, and then we'd get backlash on them. Like, man, like, we'll get negative reviews because they felt like, you know, we were trying to push people out. And especially, it, it doesn't help when you have a line and, you know, it looks like you're trying to just turn yeah, tables. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the other ones where, like, the servers just want to make, like, they're having a conversation, so they don't want to, like, keep bothering them. Everything's good. Everything's good. So then we get those, too. So it's like, it's so hard to balance like like how do you read this person to this person yeah so then at the end of the day you know i i, I don't know what the exact model is and, and how to be successful in that yet yeah. but you know i i got an idea hmm. go eat at din tai fung more right because I do, but, no 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 because yeah. not not because it's a great restaurant yeah, yeah like yeah. i think the food is good yeah, yeah, it's, yeah uh, it's, good. it's very uh very consistent like you never have a bad meal right? right it's always the same dude they got 200 but, employees though that's no 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 <laughs> i understand no no but they but like when i go there i feel rushed but not really rushed oh do you all the time mm. like uh. they get you out of, in and out of there if you eat like a normal sized meal you're in and out of there in like 35 minutes yeah there's no lingering like if i there's other restaurants where i'll go and eat and spend a couple hundred bucks and it's like right, right, right. a three-hour dinner it just yeah. turns into that mm. but you go to Tai fung they're like okay what do you want right yeah, have you yeah, been yeah. in there service is very nice yeah, yeah and then the first thing comes out in like three or four minutes right, 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 right. and then the it, next thing comes out three or four man. minutes yeah. is that yeah. what it is then is it yeah. the speed at which the food comes out so it, it, that's, it part, that's part that's of part it 100 right but like wings take longer to eat than say dumplings right because they're a little bit messy they got a lot of stuff going on you gotta wash your hands and stuff Right. But like the dumplings, like, you know, 10 of those dumplings, you can eat those as a group, yeah. you know, in a minute, really. You just eat two <laughs> each, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah. You're gone. <laughs> so they just keep bringing you out stuff in order, right? Yeah, they know yeah. what order you want to eat it in. Right. They know how fast you're going to eat it. Yeah. And the stuff is ready pretty quick. But then they're just like, and then they just drop your check and you're done. You're out of there. Yeah. No, 100%. I, I do notice that when I went there. I'm just trying to replay that moment when I was there just most recently. And, and it's the fact that like, they have like a lot of eyes on gauging like uh, the minute someone needs something they're there to yeah. take care of it you know and mm -hmm. and because of that people then are able to move quicker through their sure. meals you know so and, that's but great that, dude. that's that also has like you know when you when you go to like steakhouses yeah. they work in teams a lot yeah so they have, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have three people yep doing like yep, just surrounding an area yeah, and I, uh -huh. I think the i think the higher-end restaurants will be like three people for like three tables yeah right you're literally oh, 100%. so much, person so, table. so right. much service yeah, going a specific on. task too yeah. like there's people different yeah right and so they got they got people pre-bus and stuff yeah. they yeah. got people they got you got people who are bringing you new knives yeah. and taking away old Sufficient knives and doing all that stuff yeah. yeah but uh it's you know but even at like your restaurant what if i know labor is expensive but like if oh, you if yeah. you if you had hired like say one more person who's like the field the field guy right who just who's the yeah. general who who right. notices and sees everything yep. and then you know reports to the team like to stay on top of their how they can stay on top of yeah. their stuff better yeah. i wonder 
how that would affect business on the busy nights, you know, on the really busy so, nights. So that's like actually exactly what we do with our general managers yeah. and our store managers. So yeah. on busy nights and even like our dinner rushes, we'll have a lead or a manager be fl- a floater. So they'll float around the restaurant and, and just kind of overlooking because when you're in a position and you're a server, you only look at what tables that you're taking care of. Yeah. But when you're a general person, which is called, you know, this is why we, we have a general manager doing it. It's like they attend to everything and they can actually spend a little bit more time for specific tables, do table touches. Um, if there's a takeout order that has to, you know, you know, um, that has a problem or anything at bare minimum, they are able to not take away from the operation, like a server to attend to this problem and yeah. spend like 20 minutes with this person when they have like three other tables they got to attend to. So it really does help. Yeah. Like it hundred percent, like we, and that's why we always require a manager out there at all times. Yeah. yeah. I always thought the coolest thing was, um, I think it was the first time I ate at like a nice restaurant mm. in college, you know, where it was like I paid for it and we went to Donovan's to go to Steakhouse. Oh, yeah. I remember that and place. I remember, <laughs> man, you took like two sips of water and that thing was back full. Before yeah. You, I mean, your water was never more than this far empty. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was amazing. I was like, yeah. what, what is going on here? Because usually it's like, hey, can I get some more water? Hello. Hello. Yeah. So let me get, ask you guys this. How do you guys feel about the buzzer system? The little, God, you know. God, the, God, I, I used to I work love, Korean, I love man. It, dude. I love that shit, right? <laughs> Koreans are geniuses. Like I need Dude, something. Here you go. Exactly. It's ex- it's uh, it's like it's down to the T. It's like it's very purposeful. Every yeah, single yeah. time you come to a table, it's purposeful. Yeah. You don't have to be waving like what you were saying earlier. But know? I think I think like Ameri- How do you Americans? I think Americans think it's rude. Like you're not um, putting in the effort. But then mm-hmm. I it might be an education thing too, right? Yeah. Like if the American person was supposed to come to came to your restaurant. Yeah. 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 And you're like, hey, check this out. We've got this magic buzzer. <laughs> Anytime you need anything. Yeah. It's like it's like the it's like the old bell, you know, when you needed a servant mm-hmm. servant mm-hmm. back in the day, right? <laughs> you just just press press the button and we'll be right there. We'll yep. get you whatever you want, right? Yeah. I'd be like, yes, that's that is outstanding yeah. Who, why why did nobody ever think about this and we go the Koreans thought about this years ago <laughs> it's genius we we thought about implementing something like that and yeah. then there's two different styles of pushback right yeah. the Americanized version where like you were talking about you just gotta you know table touch and and not you know kind of it has to be natural whereas the other one is efficiency but I think through yeah. COVID it taught us a lot about how we how to then run the restaurant with a smaller team because yeah. overhead is just ridiculous right now. On top of that, then being also efficient. So I've always been a fan of that, dude. Yeah. You ever I, think about getting those little robots that go around? We we, we tried that in Del Mar, but yeah. it's way less efficient. We always we still need an extra person right. there because that robot don't move as fast. <laughs> I, I just didn't think the robots were very. No, it's just cool to look at. Well, I don't it. I don't even like it because like you have to pull your own food off the yeah. tray. It yeah, seems yeah. pretty lame. I it went is. to it I went is. to one place where the robot would bring it yeah. and then the server would come and actually bring it out. Yep. Which I thought was also stupid. I'm That's like, redundant. Yeah. So like you're not saving any. Yeah. I'm no like, money. What's the point of that? Yeah. But I I think. The idea of the buzzer, yeah, I, I would try it if I was you. I'd stick it in a cross street and just be like, yeah. "Hey, look!" But you got to train, right, gotta right, train right. the staff to yep. say to show Wait, everybody, anything? "Hey, yep. look, we've got a buzzer." Exactly. This is for 100%. your benefit only. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. You know. No, absolutely. The host will then just do that short explanation, but like, hey, yeah. your server will be right with you. And then after that, the server then will explain, you know, anything else. But dude, it's genius. It's so efficient and. As a consumer, when yeah. I need something, I don't want to be able to like make sure that person's making eye contact with me and then doing this, you yeah. know. So when I, like Minsoak, all these places, I know. Hey, barbecue, it's, dude. Yeah, all, all Korean restaurants should have it. Yeah, they should, hundred percent. I mean, um, there's there's no reason not to have that thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, again, it's just like we had pushback of like then the service goes. What if they don't tip us as much? You know, I could see that happening though. Right? Yeah. Because like you're you're not really working for the service, but at the same time you almost feel like it's justified by leaving less tip because do, you're doing. You know what, dude? I I still. I still dropped at least twenty percent. No matter, no matter what. But but that's us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, then the the mass majority will they think that? Same, yo, I, I think know? my tip range is twenty percent. Oh, now it's twenty. Or, or, no, or one penny. Oh, oh or one penny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. One, I can see. one penny. Two extremes. One, one penny <laughs> is the one where yeah, I didn't forget to leave a tip. Right. You just suck. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right? It sends a message. Yeah, and, it sends a message. But they right. have to be so bad. Right, right, right. I mean, they have to be the worst in order for me to do that. I would never do that to people. Right. Like I. I I love to tip people once in a while. Yeah, like I, I like to do like random acts of generosity. Sure. Like uh, yesterday, I got my haircut. Looks good. Huh? Yeah, dude, I was gonna yeah. compliment yeah. you. Yeah, thank that, you, thank yeah. you. <laughs> it's been a while. I, I had like, a <laughs> yeah. grizzly beard, long hair. For, a, a hat always thing. wore the hat. Yep. Uh, no, but like, 
the girl who cut my hair, I went to a new place because my normal guy wasn't available. Mm. And, you know, she was just talking. We were having a conversation. She's, like, talking about um, her family and stuff. And they live together up in Oceanside or whatever. Her uh, younger cousin was trying to get into real estate. So I plugged some agent linker on her, you know? <laughs> nice. But, um, no, but then I'm like, man, you know what? She's so sincere. And she's, like, she works hard. And she's trying yeah. to, you know, provide. And she has a little kid and stuff. And so, like, I got a $50 haircut. And I just left her 100 bucks. Yeah. You know, and she's like, uh, no, like a hundred dollar tip. Oh and shit! She, and yeah. she's like, wow. She she ran out. She's like, no, it's yeah. too much. You can't do that. I'm right, like, no, right. look, you know, I want you to just, you know, just go buy your daughter something nice yeah. or do something. Yeah. And like, I don't do it all the time. I can't afford to do it all. No, the time. for sure. But for like, sure. yeah. Every once in a while, when I feel like I meet someone who's really genuine, who's right. working hard and trying to make something of themselves. Yeah. Not only does like, it's not that much money. To you, to, to me, right. it's not really that much money to them either. Yeah, hundred bucks is but, a lot of money, but right, it's not right, like right. life changing money. No, 100%. Yeah. But I think what it does is it, it shifts their heart a little bit and it, it helps them like Realize. have a little bit more um, faith in you know humanity, in humanity <laughs> and the, and no and that that good things can happen to them. Yeah, you know, and I like that. And so every once in a while, I try and do something like that, or like mm. if I see a family with like a young kids or something, and. If they look, if they look super rich, I'm like, I don't know. But like, but if they look like they're, you know, normal people, or even yeah. maybe if they're struggling a little bit, and they're stretching to go out to dinner. Like, I love right. to buy them dinner, mm. and usually it's just like anonymous. Like, don't even tell them who bought them dinner. Yes, yeah. you know, and then we just scoot out on mm, the way out. Mm, yeah. But I just, you know, I know that because people have done that for us too when we were younger. Right. And the more than the money, it's like the feeling you get. Um, it, it's like it could be potentially life changing to somebody. Like, what if somebody that happens to somebody and they just you know something clicked in their in their mind or yeah whatever that they could you know that they're good people out there if you had a awesome. bad day and you get a hundred dollar uh, tip like yeah, that yeah that's a great day now no it really for sure is. 100%, yeah, 100%, the yeah. meaning behind that is just so much more than that monetary value you know 100%, what i mean yeah so just same thing with the whole starbucks thing you know how people would buy this like, car yeah, 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 yeah and then they'll end up getting screwed <laughs> <laughs> yeah somebody, like, somebody's getting a 70 <laughs> somebody's getting a 75 dollar order <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those moments where you're like oh shit i should know <laughs> No, no. I, so as we were telling that story, I came uh, like uh, another topic came up uh, regarding tip. So you no. you guys notice how many more restaurants are doing the surcharge? God, I hate the surcharge. See that? Yeah, I was gonna ask you guys like, how do you feel about that, and and does it justify when you come when you go to a more expensive restaurant like a steakhouse, and why why is that the case? I think the surcharge is dumb. I think you should just raise your price. Yes. You know they're trying to fool you by not raising their price and adding a surcharge. It's right, like right. raise your price three or four percent. It's yeah. cool. Like. Yeah. I understand that business is sure. hard and we're going out and using your service. Just make yep. your restaurant better. Right. Why do you have to fool people into thinking their meal is going to be cheaper and then adding all these taxes on the end? Dude, I, I think it's almost like they're they're showing too much by doing that. It's not like mm. for, for, for me, it's like I'm looking at the surcharge. I see that you're singling that out and you're now you're showing me that this is how much you want to charge me on top. It's as a restaurant owner, I figure it will be even better if you embed it into the price, you know. Yeah. Because in general, it's just embedded, right? Like it, you don't just section this category yeah. out and be like, "Oh, look, I'm charging you three percent more." Yeah, you know, You're like this is our food cost, so we're gonna charge you exactly. <laughs> like, there's no justification behind that. Like, they'll just assume that, oh yeah, you know, overhead's higher, food yeah. cost is higher. Yeah, but like, I just don't understand. I've been seeing that a lot more now. I'm like, shit. I, I think dude. there's just um, a mentality from a lot of restaurant owners that if they raise the price, people stop coming. Yeah, yeah. But then don't you think the same the surcharge will even make people even more angry? You would think, but there are a lot yeah. of people who don't read that far either. Yeah, that's true. They'll just sign shit. Nah, man. Nah, yeah, they nah, see. Yeah. They just go, okay, did I get this, 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 this? Right. Okay, how much is the tip? And yeah. they throw it in there and they don't even, they skip the surcharge because there's sales tax right behind yeah, it, Yeah, right? I see what you're saying, yeah. It's During, like at what point of the dining experience do you want them to be like appalled while yeah. they read through the menu or right. after they've eaten and they get the receipt and it has that dirty surcharge on it? You know, some restaurants don't even put price on the menu. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know you no, screwed. Maybe that's Mar the move now. Hey, dude. market price. Yeah, market price. <laughs> yeah, you see the MP. You see the MP. You're like, ah, oh, I don't know if we can afford that. True. I'm about to do that to my freaking chicken restaurant. <laughs> for, hey, you remember though, for a while, like chicken wings, you almost had, dude, could, it was you know, so we almost had. To, you almost had to do that, yes. right? Because the price was fluctuating like Literally 30, 40 percent. It, like, it was like doubled at one point. Yeah, dude, COVID Damn. taught us. It literally made businesses who understood how to pivot and adapt to problems oh, even yeah. stronger. And 
shit like that that went down dude like there was a blizzard in texas i remember once and one of our biggest vendors was like hey all the chicken freaking froze to death <laughs> i'm like uh Crazy. what do you mean and they're like yeah because it's such a high demand item yeah. like we don't have quant like we don't have stock so then we'll so what we do is we get fresh deliveries every single day and because of that like we we can't hold you know like an inventory we can't just yeah. freeze it yeah. which which we should have <laughs> at that point like, <laughs> you, either, you we, can have resold those cases for exactly dude. <laughs> so you either sell out or you just gotta justify by saying hey for this amount of time we're just gonna have frozen wings or whatever it is yeah but it was crazy dude. and then they're they're basically gonna was offering it to the highest bidder so if who, oh. which which restaurant is willing to pay this premium yeah. on it, they'll get the priority. You should it's, you should have pivoted to cross street burgers or something. Right at that yeah. point, I should have, dude. But, <laughs> yeah. But no, it was it's just, the whole supply. Everything was just insane, man. Yeah. But but you know, just kind of going back to the surcharge, I noticed a lot more of that during COVID, and I felt like yeah. things have mellowed out since then, right? Like I don't know, COVID is you know, like, it's still a, a thing, but it's not in terms of our supply chain. So then people are kind of are taking advantage of that i feel like like yeah. they're yeah they're they're trying to get that n normal type of situation that was justifiable back then and then trying to carry it on for long term yeah. are we the only country that like where tipping culture is like oh the central I, to yes. society i, I, think, I, I think so 100 percent. you know yeah. what our first trip to japan they ran after us and gave us yeah, back the, yeah tip, like, the, you know? it's almost insulting if you give them a right. yeah yeah like korean culture yeah. which is yeah. it's funny because koreans we came up with the i don't know if we came up with it but it's the like button. the button thing uh -huh. and yet they don't we don't give them tip like it's just yeah. oh in korea you don't there's no tip, tip in korea dude no 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 tip no, no tip, tip and and that's the thing well, exactly what Kevin said. i know it's crazy <laughs> wait yeah, it's, why were you giving tips <laughs> yeah you're a korean chicken <laughs> restaurant dude. god damn it <laughs> I got ripped but off. yeah it's like it's apparently offensive because it's people doing their jobs yeah like yeah. this is this is my responsibility that's the thing you're not paying me extra for it right. this is just what i do yeah right so that that's, that's it's a culture thing yeah but I was throwing out the example. My first time in Japan, right? We didn't tip the run after us. Yeah. My second and third time? Yeah. They're more than happy to take it. And I think it's because American influences, the Western culture, is starting to spread out. Yeah. Because, like, the tourism and all that stuff is starting to bring, like, the influences. Right. So, as a server, of course, you're never going to say no to more money. Yeah. You know? So, then well, I think they're starting to understand well, bro, that. I'm like, hell like, yeah. I'll take I, it. I think um, it's like seven or eight years ago when uh, it was a couple of trips back to Korea. Uh-huh. Uh, they have Koreans are f famous for delivery service. You know, oh hell yeah! Like in Korea, so you live in the high rise. You know, yeah. Back in the day, people were riding their bicycles or yeah. their scooters around with the big like hot boxes in the back and yeah. stuff. Still and around. You know what? They give you like actual like glass bowls, yep. and then what happens? You eat, and then they come pick it back up. You oh, put it outside shit. your door. Yeah, you put it like Vietnam yeah, too. Yeah, you put it outside the your door. Phone, you put, yeah, 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 you put it outside your door, and then they come and pick it back up. Right? Oh shit! Yeah. And like one time, I was like, man, this guy, I feel so bad. I, I like get, tried to give him some extra money. He's like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> get offended. Oh, he was like, he was like uh, upset. I was like, yeah. he's like, Shit. he's like, "What is this?" Yeah. I'm like, was he also older? Yeah, it's true. Cause that's uh, the thing too. Yeah, he was it's probably like he was, yeah yeah he's not, he wasn't even that old. He was probably in his forties. Oh, you know, so he wasn't a kid. It wasn't a kid, right? right. Like, if yeah. you're a kid and you're getting extra money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, I was like, I was like, no, look. We're American, you know. Right. It, it, this is just what we like. We this is what we do. And eventually, he took it, but it was like it was like pulling teeth. Like here, fight him, huh? just take the extra, bro. I'm just trying to help you out. Okay, yeah. is it that bad? Like, don't. Uh, there's it's not a pride issue. I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah. yeah. No, I can see why people you know react differently to that, especially when it's not yeah. a normal thing. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I think our society is changing, our world's changing, yeah. and people are starting to see that. Like, yeah. For sure. It's why not take more money? Shit, yeah. things are getting more expensive. I need it. <laughs> My cousin was just visiting from Korea and he was so confused about the tipping. Like, even oh, he's like, we're paying people even, extra to yeah, do their job. Well, he just he left on Monday, but <laughs> oh, shit. even till the last day, he was like, dude, I don't yeah, know yeah. when to tip, how much to tip. Oh, and that's true, though. Like, yeah. It, it, depending on different situations, you don't always Dude, give 20%. How, it's how much, not a hey, flat rule. Wait, wait, how much do you tip a valet? Yeah, see, that's a good question. You are screwed now. You know? So, <laughs> I typically never valet, number one. It's yeah. because I don't want anybody touching my car. That's yeah. true. You're so OCD about yeah. that stuff. Yeah, Especially yeah. if it's a nice enough car for me to yeah. valet, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't valet. 
but but typically I would say five bucks like normal okay, yeah. like you know I, I feel like that's a go to yeah number. but I mean if you roll up in a McLaren or a I Ferrari, did. in a Ferrari there's expectations like, there's yeah, expectations 100% dude. We, we, we went to Din Tai Fung and there's only valet unless you want to park in the freaking structure so well, which Din Tai Fung? Uh, UTC UTC they have that valet, valet? Well, yeah you, you gotta park hella far away yeah. to go because literally right oh, the escalator is Din Tai right. and then yeah. right in the bottom yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's true I drove my McLaren my buddy was in his Aventador and we pulled up and um, obviously they charge you so so there's two different valet styles right the yeah. one where they just take tips and the other ones they charge you yeah. and they take yeah, tips yeah that's that one they charge you like eight bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. I think it was like ten bucks. Yeah. And then the the, the <laughs> so then as I was that was my very first time because uh, uh, number one is I knew that I was gonna sell that McLaren anyways. <laughs> 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 like, that's why the only reason why I'm valet. So then, so then uh, when we got back down after we ate. Uh, the guy that was gonna uh, I gave him the ticket and he was like oh it's gonna be $10 I was like okay okay cool and again I don't normally valet at all so I didn't know the like the whole uh, idea behind it so I gave him uh, 10 bucks and I was uh, telling Grace I was like do you think this is a part of uh, is that tip like that they require it like is it tip or is it like a fee and no one told us anything so then so I was like okay maybe it was just tip so I just gave him 10 bucks I was so happy about it I was like yeah that's a good that's a good day for him because literally from where <laughs> I picked up my keys oh it's the right, car's right, right there in front, right in front yeah. of me they, they valet it right in front yeah right, especially your car yeah those right type of cars that we want yeah. to show you know show yeah, yeah. so it's literally like two steps away I, I could have told them like hey I, it's right there bro like give me the keys and I'll get in and drive away yeah but nope the guy just like book it over there like two steps it was like literally like all right five steps um and he got in the car he turned it on and he pulled it right in front of me I'm like, Damn. <laughs> Damn. and I was yeah. like okay cool ten dollars that's cool you know I justify it and then after we both got in the guy was standing at the door or at Grace's side just, just waiting just waiting I'm like what's happening I was like that's what <laughs> and then I just started driving <laughs> and, then, and then Grace was like I think he just said no tip and I was like oh shit my exhaust is too loud I can't hear this <laughs> and then um, and then I was pulling out and then I called my buddy in the Lam- Lamborghini and I was like did you tip them? Because I think they expect a tip on top of the 10 bucks. And he was like, you know what I said? I said, this is how you stay rich. That's <laughs> 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 so he just took off, too. Uh-huh. Well, I felt bad, dude. Like, because at the end of the day, I know it's service. And, and at, the, at the same time, you shouldn't feel bad. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's almost like a requirement when well, they make you feel like shit. So the tip, the tip used to be a tip. Right. You're getting, you know, if for excellent service yep. above and beyond what yes. you would normally do. Yeah. Now it's expected, even if you now suck. Now it's a requirement. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Or else they'll just like hate you. And yeah. that's my biggest thing about our servers is like, I never want them to. The minute they start busting a table, look at the receipt right away and look at the tip. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that shit. If you know you did a good job, and hopefully that customer will reciprocate, and, and you know. But at the end of the day, oh. like, do not base your service on. Because those customers will come back, That's right. and what they'll do is they'll hold a grudge. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. No, look, you, you as a server, I think you just do the best that you can. 100%. Right? You do the best that you can every single time. Don't worry about the money. Like, don't count those tips until your night is up. Yep. Right? Like, yep. you just... Just get it and do what you're supposed to do. And I think that's the case with most jobs. You yeah. just do your damn job. Do it the best you can. Not because someone's going to pay you more for it, but because the right thing to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. as a server, are you there to collect the paycheck or are you there to help people yep. enjoy their meal to the yep. best of their capabilities? Right? That's true. It's it's so easy for us to talk about it. Yeah. But it's so hard Bro, to I did like, it teach too, it you know, to people. Yeah. You know? And and sometimes I just question myself, I'm like, maybe because of, you know, the different where you are at in life, yeah. you see things differently, you know? And there's it's not even just a tip culture. It's like everything in general. Like yeah. our world is so divided right now. I'm sure you guys are, you've seen that. It's like sometimes I don't understand why that person is thinking this logic when it's like so clear as night and day for me. It's like common sense, but yeah. it's not, you know? Yeah, not for every, sure. That's, that's a hard thing to do is to try and understand what other people yeah. are thinking, right? And what they're going through and why they right. do certain things. I used to tell people like people... People don't typically do stuff because they think it's the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. True. Right? Yeah. If someone, Unless you're a psychopath. If, no, if, so, <laughs> if, someone, if someone breaks into your car yeah. or your house, they know that's not right. Right. Okay? right, right. But, however, they their do. circumstances dictate that that's the best option for them. Yep. Right? Yep. I don't have I another choice. I got to feed my kids. You know, I'm not gonna get be able to get a job because I already got a felony or something. Yeah. I'm gonna. This is what. This is how I'm gonna. You know, feed my feed my family. 
And that's not an excuse to do something illegal. No. But sometimes you got to remember that that's probably the reason why they did it. It's yeah. not just because they're like, haha, that guy's rich, so I'm going to steal from him. Yeah. It's because, like, I need to There's do this in that. order to feel my family. Yeah. To be honest, like, when you're a victim, it's so hard to justify. Yeah. You know, obviously, we've, we've gotten broken into yeah. recently, yeah. and and it felt so violent. But, like, I just try to, like, at night, I would be up thinking about, like, what caused it. And number one, it's like, do, should I feel for those guys that broke into my house and stole my shit? Or is it something that, like, you know, justified because, obviously, you know, like, you know what they stole. I mean, shit, there's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, like, it, I'm still in a good position. Mm. And for them, maybe, you know, like, they had to, like, you know, to put food on the table. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you're, like you said, it's not, it's not a right thing to do. Yeah. But is it also trying to take a shortcut in life, right? Like, you know, a lot of people try to be rich quick yeah. by scamming other people. For and sure. they think that is right. Yeah. You know, not right, but they know it's wrong, but they, they, they don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. selfless, you yeah. know? Uh, They're selfish, I mean. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it was, it's a tough thing to justify, but yeah, man. Morality is a very, it's a complicated topic, dude. It really is, dude. You know? So, it's, when you see, I think when you empathize with like criminals with things like that it does things put things in a completely different perspective right like we don't know people's upbringings yeah we're just, we're yeah. all lucky to right you know be in the seats yeah. where we probably all had good parents and absolutely yeah. good upbringing so but that and that's the thing like a lot of the guys who are in these like crime rings and stuff they grew up in gangs yeah yeah because that's, that's where they, they grew up that's what yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah you know that's that was like their perceived only option right you know? right and so that's what they end up doing yeah now and some of them will break out of that and become legitimate citizens you know like good right. citizens of the world and, and yeah. make an impact but the majority of those guys don't have the opportunity or mm. and, and it's more because they just don't even know right it's right, just what right. you're yeah. supposed to do yeah i think that was the biggest argument to to all the looting that happened in the last several years even now like people yeah. are still looting source and I, I, I was watching the, the news and, you know, obviously the mainstream media, they, whatever you watch, they'll twist it. But um, there was, there was people out there that saying like, it's justified because, you know, they grew up with, with nothing. They don't know any better, yeah. you know, but at the same time, they, they do know that it's illegal to do that. Yeah. I think it's a super woke thing to do to be like, no, 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 we can't prosecute them because they don't know any better. Right. That, that's what, like, because that shit, dude. that actually like I think I think the the decriminalization of of theft and st- like yeah. petty, petty theft and stuff yeah. like that oh, is actually propagated it more. Right? Oh, 100%. It's because it's like, dude, California. They were. It's like they took the people who were on that line. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I should do something illegal. But oh my god, it's not illegal. Yeah. Right. Or like, yeah. or it's know, not that crazy. Like, uh, yeah, serious. Even like, even like weed. You know, not yeah. that like weed is bad, but like right. when it was illegal, there's people on the fence who are like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I mm-hmm. should smoke. You make it legal, and they're probably like, okay, I'll try smoking. Yeah. Which is yeah, fine. Yeah. But it makes just, it okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's they, they've just and so now it's the same thing with stealing. What the hell? You can steal and Bro, it's not a crime anymore? I see people going, they're not even covered up anymore, man. They're walking in there like they're shopping off, smiling and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, walk you, it just, out. you just walk right out the door. <laughs> like, dude, what is our world happening? But then it's crazy because you see this all on TV. You never think it would happen to you. And then, bam, next thing you know, it happens. And yeah. it opens up your mm-hmm. eye and it makes you a little bit more focused on this topic in general. Yeah. Than yeah. just kind of looking outside in and seeing it as a topic of discussion, yeah. you know? So... It's, yeah that's crazy so anyway. much is happening dude but again i'm blessed we're able to sit here and yeah. have a conversation like this so yeah dude dude yeah. it's almost been an hour yeah has it really yeah damn i can talk for days it's because we're friends though we just that's hang true. out and just talk whatever bro how yeah, that's true that's the one thing that i always say is like the more you know the more you can just talk about just everything in yeah. general you yeah. know topics hobbies yeah. everything yeah we should we should that's talk true. about things that people are interested in more than um tips at restaurants let's see i, I think that's well, a no, that's a pretty yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people always okay. like talk about that you know what about um, what about uh let's talk about your your real estate game what do you have going on you doing anything real estate so obviously my wife is in real estate yeah um she is a she, she works right next door to you guys yeah. uh, and she constantly wants us to heavily invest in real estate and i don't blame her real estate is the best area for i see it as two different things obviously uh, asset protection but number two is to have them to maximize your deductions right into mm. your your income so for us we have two properties one in rental and one that we live in and for me 
you know, in the past several years that I've started to make a lot more money than I than I did, you know, when I was on W2, I started realizing that, okay, like, what are my options and how do I make money the quickest way? Real estate, to me, almost feels like a 401k yeah. to then kind of like generational shit that I can just, you know, uh, be uh, and, and just invest into to it and be safe with. Sure. But I realized that with the opportunity cost of me putting all my cash into different investments, crypto, stock market, um, a bunch of these VC um, deals that I'm in, yeah. I make 10 times more money quicker. And then that way, mm-hmm. after that, maybe when we have a family, yeah. I, I feel like th- th- that's like my justification for real estate. It's like once we settle down and I don't want to be actively out there, yeah. you know, investing into these companies, stressing out about this and making this money and then right. the next day losing a hundred grand, yeah. you know, just do all this. Then I'll be like, all right, I'll just start using all my cash to buy real estate. That's how I feel. feel it. It's different. It, it's crazy. But I'll, I'll agree with you in the sense yeah. that um, if you want to make cash quick, yeah, real estate's not it. No. And, yeah. and if you don't have cash, right. real estate's not it. Yeah. So true. like, mm. That's in Southern California. If you're in like Oklahoma and you're going to buy a $40,000 house, whatever, like you can cash flow that house a few hundred dollars a month or something and buy a few of those things, right? Not a big capital outlay. You can just make it happen. Mm -hmm. If you're in California though, people are like, oh, how do I build passive wealth, right? It's like, there's no such thing, bro. You got to make, you got to make all this money and then use that money to make less money potentially. Right. Because it's safer though. Yep. Like there's always a direct correlation in in, in money. Like you can't make, well, yeah, but the the direct correlation with money is that high, high yield uh, investments are inherently more risky than low low yield investments. 100%. the cool thing about real estate is, though, is that is that you have the tax benefits that yes. go along with it. So it's yep. not just about how much money you make, exactly. but how much money you don't you pay save. in taxes, yep. right? So if you do um, like cost segregation, mm-hmm. you can advance some depreciation. So if you accelerate yes. some depreciation, so like if you have yeah. a big income year, right, you can offset some of that stuff. Um, you know, you get. Uh, tax breaks on like sometimes on your loans if it's an investment property um, you get a bunch of different tax breaks there too and so that's where the opportunity is and what I but what I like to tell people as they like as they get up I'm like a good goal to have is like for you right Mm -hmm. you you have some a lot of stuff spitting out cash and there's some opportunity costs to make more money right but like what's the goal are you trying to make a billion are you making you know whatever it's It's, endless bro (laughs) yeah but if it's no but if it's endless right right what I would, what I always tell people is like, hey, if you want to build like a real estate portfolio and and you want to build real passive income, mm. the amount of money you need to build yeah. is your minimum expenses. Yeah. Every month, so like, you can sell all your cars, you can sell all your stuff, whatever. If, but if you were just like, it's me, it's my wife. Yeah. We need a couple, you know, commuter cars, and I got to go back to work. Mm. In a worst case scenario, what's that going to cost you? 10 grand a month, mm. 5 grand a month, yep. 20 grand a month, whatever that number is. And if you have assets that are paying paying that off without you ever having to lift a finger, okay? Then it opens you up actually to do even more risky stuff and yep. build more wealth because you're free from the burden of having to earn money, right? That's yeah. the way that's the way I think about it. Like right. if you have enough passive if you if you have enough cash that you've built up that you can you can build passive income to the point where you don't have to work it anymore right. if you don't want to. You just have to change your lifestyle, but you don't have to work. Sure. Then you made it. And you can do whatever yeah. the hell you want. I guess I've definitely thought about that, right? Like I've I guess in my situation it's slightly different because, you know, looking at real estate as something that can save me tax dollars. Trust me, man. I maximize my deductions every single year. I have tons of LLCs, management companies. I have a tax strategist, CPAs, and accountants work with with me to make sure that at the end of the year, and I'm not saying this publicly, but like you know, just to understand tax codes and being able to maximize what is deserved, right? Because you know, obviously, you open businesses, you create more jobs, and that's how the whole economy works. Now, with real estate, is that I see of it as something like I was saying. for me to retire and be like, you know, content with not being as a young entrepreneur, no kids, no responsibility, and just trying to, I, I'm trying to use this next few years yeah. to just play the riskiest game, yeah. probably smart or not, I, I don't know, yeah. you know, but then when I have a family, I can't be doing this type of, you know, investments anymore. It's true. You know, and 
with real estate, it doesn't right off the bat. You're not going to be making passive income, right? Like, like it, it depends, especially in California market. But like the property management fees, to then property tax, to then dealing with renters in the middle of the night. You know, just so many different things. And I know that's like one of those things that people like to complain about. Like, you know, I don't want to be unclogging the toilet at two a.m. But that's why you pay people to do. You know, yeah, uh, you got to you got to bake that in, right? Yeah. You got to bake that yeah. in. But at the end of the day, what is it left with? Like, maybe I, I start buying property now. Like one, two, three. I'm not going to be making anything passive right off the bat. It would take some time to build up. Don't you agree? Like, I don't think so. I mean, there unless you buy the house full cash, but like, you no, know, but other it, than that. It, it, it doesn't have to be a house too. You yeah. know, it can be commercial property. It can be retail. It can be any of those things. In which case, you're buying them at, um, you know, a certain rate of return sure. that yeah. you know that you're pretty sure is going to be there. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. It might, it might only be five percent. Right, right, right. Whatever that number is, but it, that's a that's going to be a potentially cash flowing asset, and yeah. then. Um, the cool thing about commercial property, as opposed to residential property, right. and, unless it's like a multifamily property, yeah. is that and multifamily is treated like commercial. A property, commercial, so yeah, is yeah. valued that way, right? Yep, yep. Is that if you're a better operator, mm-hmm. or if you hire better operators, you can actually uh, force the appreciation of that asset, mm. right? Whereas mm-hmm. if you buy a single family home, right, you're stuck by the cops, right? So you if, are. if the California market never moves, mm-hmm. you never get that appreciation, which yeah. is what you're working for. Because in California, you can't really buy a house uh, that cash flows. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you might be able to find one here and there, but right. in general, but that's why, like, if you lean towards some of the more commercial stuff, yep. like, say the building you have cross street in, yeah, if you own that, you could benefit oh, from like SBA loans. Yeah, you could benefit that's, from other deductions. Yeah. right, and then. But if you say sign a lease for cross street, cross street in that building, say you're paying ten thousand a month, mm-hmm. and you sign a lease for cross street because you're doing well for fifteen thousand a mm-hmm, month, mm-hmm. and then you go and uh, sell the building, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Then you made that you made that spread yep. because you have uh, forced appreciation into that. Absolutely. Right. It's funny you said that about commercial because I was going to get to that. Like literally, commercial is the only real estate I'm interested in right now. It's because of business. It's not. It's, it's business. not. It's not a passive. <laughs> it's a straight up business, you know. <laughs> However, as I was, so the last year to year and a half, yeah. when I started coming up with a little bit more cash, um, um, I reached out to our realtor, and she focuses on commercial. So she's been sending. Yeah. 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 And what I ended up starting noticing is that obviously within the past couple of years, you guys have seen this real estate overpriced. It is insane for you to justify buying yeah. a building, a com- any commercial building right now, you know, for a price that you can then say this is going to appreciate X amount of time and this is a good purchase. I treat every transaction, whether it's long term or short term, as a, a business transaction. And it got to make sense. So I'm, and again, I'm, I want to buy, com- I want to get into commercial, but I feel like the, the the market has to hurt a lot more for me to justify going in. You know, um, otherwise it's like I'm, it's dude. I'm buying at the peak <laughs> and yeah. being a heavy investor in the market and yeah. just, you know, in like general. I feel like that's real estate all the time. You always feel like it you're is, buying, it you're, is. You always feel like you're buying at the peak and you're not getting yeah. a good deal. But like, you know? dude, right now, these, these freaking insane, like, you know, commercial know. property managers, they want like insane amount for it because they know that there's developers and, you know, investors out there are willing to do it, especially in the positive that we're in right now. Yeah. Um, you know, these commercial development companies they want to go in and they actually want to buy up these commercial properties and turn them to residential because they know that that's going to be the the, yeah. the bigger future yeah. in a, especially a very expensive but city you know, we're in you know it's funny i just had a conversation with my buddy julius about this uh-huh. um the the weird thing with convoy is that all these plazas have restaurants right? yes restaurants have some of the highest rents of any industry there is okay and so if someone buys that plaza, they have to, as long as it's like a, a decent plaza and it's full, it's got a good rent roll, they have to buy that at a certain cap rate, mm-hmm. right? And then they have to go and demolish the whole thing, exactly. build a whole new development to make like less rent than they were already making. Yep. And so... And because the size of the plazas in Convoy, they're so small, mm-hmm. you can't really build apartment buildings there uh, on one. Yeah. So you have to roll up three or four of these things in order to build something that's big enough. Yep. But because you're paying such a premium on restaurants, restaurant space, then nobody can really afford to buy them and be able to uh, underwrite it for the you know to to build a, a multifamily structure there because it just doesn't make sense financially to do that. Oh. 
if it was just uh, industrial land, yeah, where people are playing a dollar square foot instead yeah, yeah, yeah. of four dollars a square foot, then it makes a lot more sense, right? You can buy it at a much cheaper rate, right? And then it it, it pencils out. But the way it is right now, it's tough. So I don't think there's going to be any development on Convoy for a while. I, I, I've like, heard like specifically on Convoy. specifically. Yeah. So it's funny you said that because Spectrum, who yeah. owns the entire yeah. freaking block over there, yeah, they're trying to roll over to. And reach more of that area. So yeah, that's yeah. why our plaza is like they constantly over like Trying to offering. Buy it. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. Like every month, the landlord is getting like offers by the spectrum yeah. because they just need that one last plaza yeah. to then because they've already so, have an to empire. To make it big over enough there. to build whatever they want more to build. and more yeah, and yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. But those are the only only those guys are are able to do that, you know, because yeah. they're already in it. Yeah, yeah. But like a new person coming in and trying to do hell no, I'm not gonna pay twenty three thousand or twenty three million dollars for a plaza that's worth like ten max. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we, uh, we almost bought that Ole Plaza once. Which one? Oh, the one across the street from us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or yeah, or which one? The sushi? Yeah, the one across from you. No, no, no. Oh. We, yeah, I remember it was on yeah, sale. Yeah, we were, we were trying to buy that. For, How much was it at that time? God, it was like... It wasn't that crazy. I don't no, remember. It, it was like 11 it was like, or no, it was 18? Like, I think it was 16. Oh, okay. 16. Okay. But yeah. now in retrospect, Dude, I'm like, yes. man, yeah. should have just done it. <laughs> should, yeah. Hey, I need to use the restroom so bad, bro. Go, go for oh, it. Dude, go for it, <laughs> No, we can we can cut. It's already yeah, four ten yeah. anyway. No, we we'll save more topics for next time, dude. Hey, hey, before you go, you want play, you want to play with Bean Boozled? <laughs> what the hell's Bean Boozled? It's, it's a right. it's a thing we do for we'll everybody. Do it real quick. We do okay, every, we do this oh, for everybody. Shit. Look, you never played Bean Boozled before. I need a piece so bad, bro. I know, I know. Hey, 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 look, go. look. We got we got to do Boozled. we got to do Bean Boozled. Look, okay. It's a jelly bean game. Okay. Okay. So, uh, each each flavor of jelly bean or each color of jelly bean uh-huh. has a good flavor and a bad flavor. Oh shit. <laughs> You just it's like Russian roulette. Okay. So you spin the little thing, find out the color, open it up, and then we'll go read what your results are and you pick up the oh, jelly bean. Shoot, you're playing with me, right? I'm not the only one? No, I'm on a diet. <laughs> what? Hey, I did the last one, dude. You oh, gotta do this shit. one, Kevin. All right. So you didn't do it. the last one? He did, did it by him, he did it by himself last time. The one time, before dude. that I did it. Are yeah, you just, ready? Yeah, just spin it. What is it? What'd you berry get? Berry blue toothpaste? Oh, berry. Blue berry blue? Yeah, toothpaste. Or, or toothpaste? Or no, tooth- or toothpaste. Or, or yeah, okay, okay. Damn, you got a good one. Toothpaste? Can't be that bad. All right, so Kids you open, eat toothpaste all yo, the time. Bro, open up the top. Okay. You just open up Take the top. Take out the top. Yep. Look for that color. And then look for that color. Okay, so it's like a blue. It's probably blue. Okay. Or, right? Yeah, you Shit. Duh, oh, it's, on, it, dude, you tooth, don't know what's tooth, what, brother. Yo, toothpaste is your best worst option. <laughs> That's true. The worst one is uh, dead fish. What'd you get? Is it berry or is it toothpaste? Bro, I got blueberry. That's good. May the odds be ever in your favor. Oh, thank God. Go. <laughs> right, hey, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket. So the worst one, supposedly, is uh, old bandage. Yeah. Old bandage? How the hell does that taste like? Like old bandage. Chris out there what does got that mean? old bandage. I don't know, but a bunch of people got old bandage. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's the worst one. <laughs> oh, thank God. They, hey, see, this is why I asked how many people got interviewed before. Yeah. Because they, they, all did, they, all did, they all did that. They all got bean boozled, man. Yeah. All right, you're good. I love it, man. All right, Tommy. Thank all right, Tommy. Thanks, man. Let's do it again. Yeah, this is a pleasure. Yeah, hell yeah. Again, for sure.